Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. And I want to give a very warm welcome to Orshi Herbine. Orshi is the partner and creative director of Brand3, an agency that helps to transform brands and build plans to enable businesses to engage and retain the right customers by aligning brand, marketing, and customer experience. As a former owner of an agency specializing in graphic design and website development, Orshi has a unique perspective as a visual problem solver, and clients report an average growth of 61% in annual revenue within two years of implementing their agency's process. Today, Orshi and I are going to be chatting about the secrets to making marketing work by providing clear messaging and imagery. We'll learn what works from Orshi's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses just miss the mark. Orshi, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I love starting off our conversations by having our listeners learn a little bit more about what got you here today and how did you focus on brand and imagery and marketing? Okay, so the story goes, by trade, I'm a graphic designer, graduated from school, worked for a small agency, and then ended up being an in-house designer at a company for a long, long time. And that became a little boring, so I started freelancing. And when I started freelancing, I met Matt Chris, who's my current business partner, and I was his go-to designer for a long time. He's been kind of a brand strategist, I think, since 2004. I met him in 2010. And from 10 to 16, I was his go-to designer. And as I was working with Matt, I started to realize that I've been kind of building brands myself because my design was always very functional. And I always was looking for something to box myself in with, which is interesting, you know, as a, as an artist and a creative person, literally sky is the limit. And I know for myself that if I don't have any boxes or boundaries around me, then I'll just fiddle with it forever and nothing will ever get done. And to me, design is so interesting because, you know, you have to make it work. You're communicating, right? But then you add branding to it. And now <clears throat> design has to kind of align with a strategic approach. And now you have a box and you, you know, you have to, you have to have all these things happen. You know, it has to be functional. It has to be work, has to engage an audience but you also have to make it beautiful. And to me, that's a challenge that I really enjoy and strive within to a point that I went to down the road, there's an art garage and they have just some random art classes and, and I'm unable to do just art anymore. Like the, I'm, I'm, I'm totally ruined as an artist because I would go down there and people are like, let's mess around with ink and just see the medium and what it can do. And I'm like, I think this can be a Mother's Day gift for my mom. Like everything has to have a purpose or a function. I'm like, can't just do art for the fun of it anymore because I'm looking for those boundaries and everything. Like, okay, I can't just waste my time fiddling around with ink if it doesn't have some sort of an outcome of like, I can use this as a birthday gift or a Mother's Day gift or uh, something, you know? So it's, it's, it's really funny, but that's kind of how it started. And, and, uh, Matt asked me in 2015 if I wanted to become his exit plan, essentially. 
and we put our businesses together. By then I had a pretty um, healthy freelance business and that's how Brand3 started. And that's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> and when you're working with clients now, what do you do to get the ball rolling? How do you figure out where to focus that art as an expression versus, you know, as just a thing for the brand itself? Well, the number one strategy, and everybody should and could be able to even utilize this, you know, as a, as a very useful advice, I think, is that your brand isn't built for you. Okay, if your brand has a functionality that it needs to engage an audience, then your brand is built for your audience. So the number one strategy that we base everything on is to build brands for our customers, ideal customer, right? So we figure out, you know, let's say there's a, um, a plumbing business, you know, they have all these customers and we, we usually ask them, tell us about your best customer. Oh, it's Beth. Okay. It's Beth. So let's learn about Beth. Why is Beth great? And, and, and we really dive into that ideal customer and figure out how we can bring in more. I usually state the question or ask the question from my clients. Can you imagine if you had a hundred Beths walking in the door tomorrow, where would your business be? And they just, wow, that would be amazing. And I'm like, that's what we're doing. That's what we are doing. And we're going to build a brand that engages all the Bethes <laughs> to come in and work with you. And that's really the number one strategy, you know, to build brands that speak to the needs and desires and the value, values, what that ideal customer values uh, very quickly because they're not going to give you time. So we need to have that very clearly stated with the message and the image to make that immediate connection so they don't have to think, because they won't. <laughs> and this applies to not just any type of brand, but also services, and then even into um, B2B. It doesn't have to be a B2C landscape that you're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody, every business who has a customer has a best customer, and there's a reason for that. And those customers can be replicated internally we can intentionally go after those best customers and build a business for them what's the next step that you do so you've identified that here is amy your perfect person that you want to build around and replicate you want a, a marching army of amy's what do you do after that identification so the next question is really what does amy want right and in terms of your services, right? So if you're a plumber or if you are a landscaper or if you are a B2B, let's say do, you do commercial construction and Amy's property manager or something like that, you know, the question is what does Amy want? And there's different answers in every business, right? Sometimes you could be the same business, but your ideal customer might value different things just because you have some strength in certain things, right? So if you have to align the strength the vision, the goal, and what the customer wants into one unified language that will resonate with Amy. So really, really clearly stating what things are and what the value is. 
So for example, if Amy is a person who really values time saving and you provide that on some level, or they really value a partnership or a relationship and, and you know, you're no longer just competing on transactional elements, but you're, you know, you, you're providing a partnership, a trusted relationship that needs to be built. So, you know, that's something that can be woven into that high level messaging. So Amy can immediately connect with the, with the business and say, oh, wait, where has this been all my life? Now I'm reading on and everything else will matter afterwards. And my assumption is as you're doing this, you're looking at replicating this across all your points of marketing. So whether it's your website, whether it's your brochures, whether it's your storefront, however you are creating this, you are making sure it's one continuous message. Absolutely. There's a very specific reason for that. And that is we brands need to be memorable. They need to be something that you can retain as a market. The market can retain it, right? So there are businesses and a few of them that have loads of money, loads of cash, and they can saturate the market by coming out of the tap. You know, like everywhere you turn, everywhere you go, you see a truck go by, you see it in your mailbox, you see it on your local commercials or whatever. I mean, they're everywhere. And that's how you retain it because they are all over the place. You've seen them all around. So that's called frequency. But if you don't have a large amount of budget to saturate the market with being everywhere, because that costs a lot of money, the next best thing you can do is to make all your materials consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, because if I, I see a truck and I'm intrigued and I'm intrigued enough to retain the URL or the name of the business and I look them up, I've seen the truck. Now I look them on, up on the website. I see the website. They look the same. They feel the same. They say the same. Now I've seen it twice. And I'll check them out on social media. Then I read the Google reviews. And everything is in alignment. Now I've seen them three, four, five times in a row. And I'm starting to, okay, it's resonating. XYB business is all about this. And it's consistent across the board. Not only that, that consistency allows me to trust the brand. So even if you're a brand with a loads of cash that you can saturate the market, for me, when I come in and validate, you know, I want that consistent experience across all your materials because trust is the number one way to, you know, that leads to engagement. So when you are consistent with messaging and imaging everywhere, it's easier for me to trust because we learn that from national brands. National brands are very, very strategic about that. And that's actually a very small thing that small business can apply just to appear consistent across the board. Is there anything else that they should be doing with this? So now you have made sure that your messaging is consistent. Mm -hmm. You have made sure that it is anywhere and everywhere in the same manner. Um, what is the next step from there? Well, you could have the best brand, right? And you could have the best marketing strategy and marketing tactics to put your brand out there. And your best brand is engaging the audience. So you get these loads of ideal customers in and you can flop it on customer experience like this, right? So that's why at Brand3, we always look at marketing, which is our, what our customer wants in terms of brand marketing and customer experience all together because Anyone of which is ignored, you can fail. 
right? So, you know, there's a lot of times, one of our best customers for us is a business who doesn't have a great brand because they just didn't think about strategically aligning our brand, but they have great customer reviews, right? Mm -hmm. So that's an easy fix because what happens is that they have all these reviews, but the perception of what you see isn't professional. It doesn't engage the audience. It's not trusted. Their brands don't reflect the greatness of their quality of their product and services, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's a super easy fix in our world. And we love doing that. It's much harder when you have a really decent look and you've been kind of marketing and getting customers, but you have one and two star reviews. That's a lot harder for me to fix because that kind of indicates some internal issues. You have a lot of turnover, you know, something wrong with your culture internally. You know, you have to remember brand is resonating internally and externally, externally towards marketing and engaging your prospects and customers. And then internally, it's to retain your employees, recruit the right and ideal employees and to deliver an experience that your customers are expecting based on the brand promise that you have. So that's the third step is to ensure that you, by all means, try to exceed expectations and the very least uh, deliver the promise that you're making. So if your promise is a trusted relationship, then work hard to be that trusted partner for your customers. If yours is exceptional outdoor living, then you're gonna work hard and to provide exceptional outdoor living experiences for your customers on every step of the way as they're walking around, uh, you know, the journey be, being your customers. And some, some businesses that's a shorter transaction, some businesses retaining customers for years to come. And, you know, that's a longer customer journey where you have to kind of weigh each touch point against that promise and making sure that your employees are empowered to deliver that experience. Are there any mistakes along the way that you see that are very common that people make? There's a lot of mistakes. Number one mistake, I think, in, in a small business marketing world is to just skip the strategy, skip branding, and just go straight to tactics. If you ask us, an average small business owner is like, well, so what, what do you think marketing is? They're going to tell you, oh, it's SEO, it's website, it's direct mail, it's all that. And, you know, you walk into a small business world, what's happening, they have the SEO guy who never communicated to the web guy, who never communicated to the social media intern who they hired and, and you know, who never communicates to the business owners. And, and I'm just saying it's all over the place. You know, these siloed tactics are disjointed and not working in sync are causing a tremendous amount of marketing waste. And, you know, when I'm telling you your marketing budget can, you know, you can literally be wasting 80% of that budget mm -hmm. by throwing it at tactics without really having that strong foundation of a brand that has the power to engage an audience. Cause you know, you just throw yourself out the way you are without making that alignment. People walk by it and they don't get it and they don't understand it. It's not for them. You're not speaking their language. I don't care that you're family owned. You know, because at the first point of engagement, all I care about is what's in it for me. And then I can care that you're family owned. If I have three businesses coming at me what I, with what I want, and one of them is family owned, I might choose that one. But that's not where it starts. What, where it starts is what's in it for me, because that I can connect to very quickly, you know, without me thinking. 
And then I can investigate and learn more about you and make a decision to do business with you. But throwing yourself out with that strategy, it can you know, result in a lot of wasted money. And that's well, kind of what we are here to stop. And it's more than just the wasted money on your marketing tactics. It's also the wasted money if your marketing team and the individuals who are spending the hours who are pushing and promoting and going through all of these steps because you have true human hours that go into backing all of this. So if you have someone who is not aiming at the right goal, then you are just spinning wheels there too. Exactly. No, that's, that's exactly right. It's, uh, it's a tremendous amount of waste, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as far as mistakes, you know, that those siloed individualized you know tactics and and i know the business owners are feeling the pain of it's not working it's not creating mm -hmm. traction and the reason why is because you haven't thought about intentionally building a brand that engages an audience that you're after what are more mistakes that people make <laughs> well it's probably on the experience side you know they'll do all the right things and then they just don't deliver the right experience you know building a culture isn't for the faint of heart you know and every business owner knows that and also you know not knowing what exactly we are promising to deliver because it, it's one thing that it, maybe the business owner has it in their mind but it hasn't been materialized in some sort of way that the team can kind of align with that right and they're all just kind of doing their job and they're really isn't buying into the goals and visions of the business because they don't know, they are not aware, they're unable to deliver that experience. And then we're getting those bad reviews. And, you know, that's today's day and age is detrimental. Just, you know, one customer can destroy a business like this and not knowing how to respond to that or responding to it in the wrong way is... Yeah, those, those, are, those are hard, hard stuff. So delivering the experiences is something that's very much can be intentional and deliberate, something that's designed and not just left the chances like, oh, hoping this new employee will do the tricks, not without training and not without them really buying into the mission and goals and vision of the company and understanding what their job is by delivering that promise. And so now you've just switched it where it's not just targeting Amy, where you're trying to build this whole package of branding and uh, storytelling. You're actually bringing this also and saying we have to do this inside our businesses too. Because yeah. if your employees aren't on the same page, not only are they not communicating to the Amy's of the world, but they're miscommunicating internally too. And you're opening yourself up to your bad reviews coming from that side as well. Absolutely. And I know that your, your listeners can relate to this. And I am very much relating to this. There's nothing worse than hiring someone, pouring into that person, and then watching them go. It's, you know, talking about waste, right? That is so painful. Losing employees, you know, bringing on new employees, that is really hard. And that's why that is also part of the plan because you need a team that will be able to take your vision and make it into reality, right? And that's what the team is for. But you have to understand how it all aligns. Your brand is a perception. 
it's, it's a perception in the mind of an audience. If I'm looking at something, I'm judging it. I'm formulating thoughts and feelings about it. I'm wondering if it's for me. That's brand, right? When you're marketing, you're putting your brand out there. So you're very intentionally going in front of certain audiences and hopefully your ideal audience with a brand that connects to them. And because they are seeing it, they are reading your promise. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we are trusted partners. Oh, we, are, we have exceptional customer experience or whatever it is that the brand promises in those marketing materials mm-hmm. is the promise. But then they walk in the door and now you're responsible to make sure that what they engaged with, I want that exceptional customer experience because my current experience did not have it. You guys are saying you have it. I'm coming in. Mm-hmm. You have to deliver that promise. That ex- experience on the customer level has to align with that promise, right? Mm-hmm. But you can only do that with a team that knows what they're doing and what they're supposed to deliver. So that's kind of how it comes in a full circle. So, you know, when you think marketing, transform from noise to clarity and engage the right customer, you got to rethink marketing because marketing is in those tactics. Marketing is a plan that has all these elements and that's how it comes into full circle. And anybody who is selling you marketing in these silos aren't looking at your business, your vision, your goals, you know, your team, in, in a holistic level where they can really start making a difference and creating traction with all the marketing money that you're spending on advertising yourself, you know? Or on sending on employees where you're doing that instead of spending on the marketing money that you could be yeah. doing if you had it dialed in. Yeah. And, you know, just think about it in terms of an advice, the better that customer experience, the lower your marketing budget can be. Because if you're delivering an exceptional a customer experience, you're exceeding their expectations. Anybody need, who needs your service, they'll be vouching for you. I mean, you know, that's the beauty of delivering a high level experience is that your customer base will be doing the recruiting and referring for you without you even having to ask. And so how can our listeners learn more about you, find you, and say, okay, I want to dive in. I want to figure out how to get my own AVs. Where do they reach out to you? So the website is brand3.net. There's a schedule a call button that actually links directly to my calendar. So you can schedule a call with me anytime. You can find me on LinkedIn, my full name, or she Herbine. And uh, you can connect me with me on LinkedIn. And I'm happy to chat with anyone who is, you know, just looking for a little bit more information or at least some, some way to, to kind of gauge what they have been doing and what they can be doing better. And Orshi, what are some other last parting words of advice that you would give to our listeners today? Hmm. Maybe... Personally, for me, this is one advice that I think would be beneficial is that I know that there's all kinds of different personality traits. You know, some people are stronger here, weaker there, and we all have our strengths. Mm -hmm. One of my greatest strengths, I believe, is empathy, you know, being able to step into other people's shoes. And that's what helps me build these brands. Mm -hmm. Because whenever a client comes and talks to me, I empathize with them, but I also step into the shoes of their audience and see from the outside in. While I believe empathy is something that I've been blessed with, 
I also believe that it can be practiced. I encourage my, my clients and also your listeners to really try to have the point of view of others. Uh, my business partner has a great analogy for, for this. Just imagine that your business is a bus and you're the bus driver. You're driving the bus. You have the point of view of a bus driver. You see what's ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You have passengers, which are your clients on the bus, but you don't really know what the bus ride feels like, you know, or you don't know what the bus looks like from the outside when you're driving. So sometimes it's good to stop the bus, get off and look at it and talk to all your passengers and kind of just ask and investigate on what the experience looks like and and really not in a a guided way we're doing this right no how does it feel you know tell us why you know we are good at this or not good at this what could we improve things like that just having that that um, that feedback and and you being able to 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 get off the bus and look at your business from the outside okay what if i was my client you know and just kind of put all your biases and technical lingos aside and really be a customer and then it will help you see what messaging would resonate better you know sometimes business owners have a very technical service for example and they muddy the water with very technical lingo that doesn't mean anything to the market you know the market just wants it (laughs) and they are business owners themselves they don't know anything about gigabytes or frequencies or whatever have you like you know uh uh, space or email or any of that that kind of language and all you need to say to them is that let us take the IT burden off your shoulder and gain a trusted partner to to uh, to, to, to take that so you can focus on what you're doing best mm-hmm. running your business you know and you don't have to worry about all that technology stuff so that language will resonate much better than, oh, we have 900 servers and 750 terabytes of, uh, you know. Because it doesn't mean anything doesn't to mean the anything listener. To and it sounds it great to the person saying it, but the customer is like, how does that actually benefit me? I don't even exactly. get that world. This is your world to be in. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, I my my advice would be is if you can, practice empathy and step into the shoes of others, especially when it comes to your business and employees. And what does it feel like to work for you? What does it feel like to be one of your customers? What, are, what do they see when they look from the outside in? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even your employees, what do they see when they look from the inside in, you know? <laughs> and, and what do they see? And, and, uh, and, and I think it will help you make better choices and um, make adjustments to your business internally and externally to be more uh, fluid and more um, in line with what it is that you actually want your customers and employees to experience. Morshi, thank you so much for joining us sure. today. I will say that there are things you said that I'm going to take back to our team to look at about our own agency. So I have absolutely no doubt that our listeners also found some very valuable nuggets of advice in there. So really appreciate your time and your sharing. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And thank you so much for having me. Of course. And then to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to speaking with you this next week. And until then, if you want to figure out how to better leverage other people's content, 
and get your brand seen in it, reach out to our agency. We can talk about all things product placement, influencer marketing, and ways to get your brand to shine. I look forward to chatting with you at another time. Have a great one.